Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Välkommen till Oslo Business Forum sin podcast. Tema är er framtidens teknologi och ledelse och vi ska dykna i tankesättet till olika näringslivsledare och profiler framåt vår nästa konferens 22 mars. Thomas Angelero, du är er innovationsdirektör och ansvarig för Watson i IBM Norge. För dem av lytterne som inte känner dig från för, kan du fortälla lite om dig själv? About myself. Wow. How many hours do we have? <laughs> Just joking. Um, I guess the typical story is uh, came to Norway in 1996 on uh, April 1st, 1996. So you know what day that is? That's April Fool's Day. That was a lot of fun. My girlfriend back then, who's now my wife, wasn't sure whether or not I was going to show up at the airport, but uh, I did. Uh, so I've been in Norway for about 20 years. Moved back and forth from New York, back to Norway a couple of times. So I'm born and raised in Manhattan. I'm very proud to be a New Yorker, which we were talking about before. Very different than a typical Amerikansk. It's a hell different beast. Uh, engineer. I've started three companies. I have a patent. I've uh, worked for several big, large companies in Norway and abroad, and uh, love to take risk, what I'm most comfortable with. So I have a mantra that I started. So before I was with IBM, the innovation director at IBM, I was the innovation director at Skatetan. And I'll never forget when I started as the innovation director at Skatetan, I said, okay, Skatetan, what in a tat, what a beast. How do you innovate in Skatetan? And I remember the third week of work, I came in on the Monday. I had my coat still on. I had my hat still on because it was freezing cold like it always is in Norway in Oslo. And I came into the room, and my team was there, and I wrote on the board, here's our mantra. And our mantra was, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I underlined it, and I threw the marker on the floor. That's who we are. And you asked me, tell me about my background. I mean, that one sentence, I think, sums it all up. If you really want to know who you are on a personal level, if you really want to succeed, if you really want to help society and change the world, then you better get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Put yourself in uncomfortable positions, make uncomfortable decisions, say yes when in your fear in your heart's like, oh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. No, that's the moment to say, don't say no, say yes. And that's where we grow and that's where success comes from. And say you're not successful in that moment, it, that's a stepping stone to success what I'm made of, I think that's the most important thing. Det var lite om vem Thomas Anglero är. Er. Yeah. Kan du fortælle vem Watson er, och vad den vad den gör? Watson, Watson is the future of IBM. So IBM is a 104-year-old company 
and every 30, 40 years, IBM um, sort of has like, uh, if I could use humor to it, not to get myself in trouble, has a midlife crisis. And it says, or actually, if I could be more serious, after 30 or 40 years, the technology, IBM says, this technology has reached its peak, and we need to make a jump into the next generation, into the future of where innovation is going. And we're now, IBM, four or five years ago, made that jump. And it moved from what everybody knows IBM, mainframes and big computers, and it moved into Watson. So what we did was we took our competence in making the world's fastest computers. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And we took, uh, we have 14,000 PhDs, very smart people. Not so interesting to talk to, but they're really smart. <laughs> um, just joking. And we told them, hey, why don't you guys and girls simulate the human brain in software? And they did that. So we married the two. We took our confidence in making the world's fastest machine. We took the ability to make the human brain in software and algorithms, married the two together, and they gave birth to Watson. And this was about four or five years ago. And what we, do, what we see now is that Watson is able to read, today, Watson's able to read 10 million pages in three seconds. Have you read 10 million pages of information? I mean, that's, that's more than most people do in their lifetime, right? And when I say read, Watson can read. If I tell you right now, I love the Big Apple, you understand I'm talking about New York City. Well, Watson is not like a translation engine. It actually understands the content of a sentence. So it understands you're talking about the Big Apple. Big Apple. You're talking about New York City. So my point is this. Imagine remembering everything you ever read, but understanding what you ever read, in your entire life, and then be able to connect all the different content and dots of information from everything you ever read, now everything you ever heard since you were in Bonahaga, everything you've ever seen since you were in Bonahaga, connecting all those dots together, that's Watson. So with that solution, IBM says, with that type of amazing system, we can solve a lot of the problems that are today and a lot of the challenges that we don't even foresee tomorrow. So Watson is that solution, or I tell a lot of doctors, it's, it's that version of you that kept on studying. It's that ultimate version of you, that ultimate person you've been looking for. I wish there was somebody who could help me. That's Watson. And whatever you need help in, Watson's there to help you. It, it's, it's the necessary step for where we are today. Hvilke problemer kan Watson hjelpe med å løse nå og i fremtiden? Everything. We started off with Watson because, I mean, the, answer, the description I gave you is quite big. It can help everywhere. So where we started off with was the area of cancer. Four years ago, we said, how can we prove Watson's valuable to everybody? Well, what's the biggest problem society has? Cancer. So we started working with Memorial Sloan Kettering Institute, a hospital in the United States, very prestigious in the area of cancer. And they've been tra- helping us to train Watson to be one of the best, most knowledgeable 
machines in the area of cancer, software area of cancer. So remember I said it read, it has read all the information on cancer, has understood everything on cancer. Specifically today, it understands breast, lung, and colorectal cancer, those three cancers, not all cancers. That's too big. We started off with cancer, and now we have grown into many different areas. Um, energy, if we look at just Norway, energy, fish, oil, uh, everywhere. Everybody's curious about can Watson help me in my company's challenges? So behind me here, behind this beautiful poster, is a beautiful view of the Oslo Fjord. I like to tell people, they say, give me an example of Watson. I say, look out your window. Um, the trees, we have companies that are, you know, cut down trees and make wood. Uh, the roads, we work with road companies. The electricity that powers the street lights. Watson is everywhere being used by everyone because they're saying we have problems with our company today. And my biggest challenge is, Who's our company tomorrow? Watson is there and helps solve all those problems. All these are long-winded answers, but it's necessary. Det är er ingen tvivel om att uh, kraft är er ett enormt stort problem, yeah. som du säger. Uh, det rammer många. Och IBM jobbar med Oslo Cancer Cluster, mm. för att lösa det. Kan du fortälla lite om samarbetet och vad du gör i praxis? Great question. In practice, is um, we, as I said before, IBM we started four years ago working in the area of cancer, and here in Norway. We said, look, for us to be successful to help Norwegians in cancer and to convince the doctors, we have to come to the doctors. So we decided to become a member of the Oslo Cancer Cluster. We are a member. We are physically here located on the fifth floor of the Oslo Cancer Cluster on the campus of the Rallium Hospitaler. We have lunch with the doctors. We have lunch with the students. The Ulern Vega S is downstairs. Um, we have lunch with the researchers. We meet them all the time. We've come to them, right, before... Large companies would say, no, we're a great company. You have to come to us. That doesn't work. We come to the doctors. We have a big project called Big Med with uh, OUS, Oslo Sikahus. We understand that for us to make the difference, we have to bring Watson to the doctors. And that's why we're here. And it's going very well. Kunstig intelligens. Uh, noen synes det er spennende. Uh, andre synes det er skummelt. Jeg regner med at du utelukkende synes det er spennende. Men er det noe vi bør være opps på? Can I come to Tave Varden, for example, at that point? I love that question. Um, this is one of these uh, questions that I, it depends on your perspective. Is the glass half full or half empty? So here goes my answer to that. With Watson, Watson's able to learn almost everything in a subject area. So with Watson, if we look at an employee, some people are saying, I'm so worried that I'm going to lose my job to a robot or to some software or things like that. What I say to you, that person is this, so I say to the CEOs, because this is what I'm having meetings with all the time with these CEOs saying, you know, this, this is, um, Watson could come and they could replace a lot of my employees. I said, no, you're not getting it. Watson could give each one of your employees the knowledge of a thousand employees. The newspapers are very much saying that a thousand employees are going to lose their jobs. I'm saying, no, what I actually see and experience in real life is that each employee gets the knowledge of a thousand people. So that's what I'm saying. Is the glass half full or half empty? If Watson's able to read and learn and remember and connect the dots of all the information of your industry, and you're able to give that knowledge to every one of your employees, why are you getting rid of your employees when you're, that one employee could come up with the next genius idea and you're releasing all this knowledge to each one? You don't want to get rid of people. You actually want to hire more because all of a sudden, you know, by lunchtime, your company has gone further than it has in the last three decades. So that's reality that I see every single day. But what I read in the newspaper is this very, you know, the other side of the glass half empty. Oh, my God, a thousand people are going to lose their jobs. No, every person is going to get the knowledge of a thousand people. That's the reality of it all. 
Vi är er mitt i den fjärde industriella revolution. Vilka trender ser du på som viktig nu? I love that question. There's something I, I see that's uh, coming that I find very interesting, and it's um, 4D printing. So you're pushing, pushing my envelope. I haven't connected all the dots, but I think it's really cool because I love sci-fi movies. So <laughs> 3D printing, we all know, which was hot five years ago. It's still hot, but it was new five years ago, is that uh, we could print anything out with a printer. You just have a drawing and a 3D model, and it, boom, you have the part that you need, right? 4D printing, nobody's talking about. Now, 4D printing is the, the coolest of the best, and that is that after an object is 3D printed, you take that part or whatever it is, and we human beings, we have to put it together and connect it to something else. 4D printing is a computer or a robot taking that part and assembling it. And then as it assembles it, and then it tries the new part in whatever situation it is, is looking at it, is evaluating, saying, no, that doesn't work. And then it comes up with a new design, and it prints out another 3D part. This is no human interaction. Now, the what I look at is the iterations of innovation that are happening with a computer. The amount, the new things that, the new solutions we're going to have without us interacting is absolutely going to be incredible. This is machines assembling themselves, coming up with new solutions. They're not limited by the laws of physics like we see it, right? Understand, especially you know, in our cognitive computing, we understand that one plus one equals two. A computer understands that, but it also knows in other situations that it's not true. Because computers, I'm getting deep now, but this is you asked me such a good question, I'll give you a good answer. At the quantum level, we understand that a particle can exist two places in the universe. We know that is true. Well, machines know that is true too. So they're not limited by our limitations. They actually come from a basis point of the quantum world. So when they look at an object and an object doesn't fit, we go, oh, maybe we've got to make it smaller or bigger. They're thinking at a quantum level. Maybe I have to make this part in a different dimension. Maybe it needs to be. Think about that. Imagine a person starting off their life without those limitations, without with those, with, let's say, with those, that type of depth in thinking. 4D printing, I think, is the good example for us human beings to kind of sort of comprehend what's, uh, what is happening now and where we're going. And if I can, I'll give you another example. I think it's quite exciting. Just three weeks ago, a gentleman, he, it's a very sad story, he was in a car accident and he broke his back. And he was paralyzed from the, the neck down. And we all know if you break your back in certain points and you're paralyzed, that's it. You, you, you're never going to move again. And three weeks ago, a doctor said, you know what, this um, stem cells. I'm going to take some stem cells from you and I'm going to inject it into your spine. Now we know stem cells regenerate things, but I have no idea what's going to regenerate when I shoot into your spine. Four days later, the guy was sitting up. On the fifth day, he started lifting weights. This is where we're at today. Remember I said before, I said one plus one equals two? When you break your back and you're paralyzed from neck down, that was it. Today, in four de- five days, you can start lifting weights again, a broken back. So as humans, our biggest challenge is to get rid of all the things we thought we knew that was true is not true. And machines like Watson, which come from this very large thinking, will help us to go to the next level. That's where we're at. And we're really at an exciting time. But our ability not to get comfortable with being uncomfortable is our limitation. If you're comfortable being uncomfortable, that's really uncomfortable saying that, oh my God, everything I ever knew, my degree, my PhDs, all that 
is no longer true. If you're defensive, then you limit yourself and limit society in the future. But if you go, that's okay, because now look where I can go. Wow. När tror du vi får säljkörande uh, bilar? Och är er det teknologin, politiken eller andra faktorer som är er flaskehalsen som hämmar utvecklingen? You know, Watson is a part of the self-driving car world. It's kind of exciting. So we're not building the technology to drive the cars. A lot of other companies are doing that, and that can be done now. Uh, the accuracy is not great yet. It's great, but it could be, of course, better, right? Because we don't want to lose one life, then it's unacceptable. Um, and I think that happened with a Tesla recently, but that was because it never had saw a truck at a certain angle. Long story. But where Watson's being utilized in autonomous driving, what are you going to do if the car is driving yourself? Have you ever thought about that? If you're driving from Uslo to Christiansund, that's a long drive. Okay, the first uh, 10, 15 minutes, you're like, ah, oh, this is cool. After about a half an hour, okay, and about an hour into it, all right, this is boring as hell. Well, there's Watson. You could uh, interact with Watson, talk with Watson, and then Watson can say, okay, uh, you have a date tonight. Let's look at the restaurants nearby. Let's see what sporty events are going on. So you could talk with Watson and start coordinating the evening, or if you're going up to the Hitta, to Yilo or whatever, these places. And you could just set up the whole weekend while you're there, and it's, you know, do more than just sit there and saying, or take a nap, if you actually could sleep while the car is driving you. But there's, uh, with Watson, take care of your life. You could do work. Um, you could do studies. Yeah, Watson's part of that whole movement. And it's here now. Well, then största utfordringen för världssamhället, slik du ser det? I mean, the typical answer is pollution, poverty, and all that stuff. But from my perspective, I'm just repeating myself. I think the biggest challenge we have is us. Manneska. Yeah. It's our thinking and fear. is fear holds us all back. Um, you see somebody who's different than you in the street, and you become judgmental. You start judging them. You don't even know who they are. And a lot of times, it's negative thinking. A lot of times, somebody else has a nicer car than you, and uh, which is I see a lot of in Norway. And if somebody has a nicer car than you, and that person gets stuck in the snow, not many people pull over to help them, but they roll down their window to laugh at them. We're our biggest problem. There's, that, there's the problem. So we fix that, and not we, but I fix me, you fix you. We fix a lot of problems. Förstår vi egentligen hur fort exponentiell utveckling går? Man säger ju att de nästa fem åren så har vi utvecklat lika mycket som de 20 förra. Anyone who says they don't know, they know where things are going in the next five, ten years of technology has no idea what they're talking about. And I'm only talking from my own experience. It gets really uncomfortable when you go beyond six months to know really what's going to happen and at what speed, and you can make some decent predictions. With Watson, Watson's able to gather so much data that it actually could help you make, it actually makes its own predictions with a quite high level of accuracy. It'll say with 92% certainty, I predict that this will happen in five months or four months. So that helps out a lot. But it's really hard to make these predictions, especially when, again, the example I gave you at, at that computers and 4D, right? where computers are self-creating, self-fixing, self-assembling. You were paralyzed before, and now anybody who's paralyzed from the back is no longer paralyzed as of three weeks ago. We didn't see this four weeks ago. And then you ask me, where are things going in five years? That's why if you look anywhere beyond six months, it gets really uncomfortable. But I think I, I answered that question in the shortest way possible, and that is that we know things are going to change, and things have changed rapidly and are changing every single second. If you want to be a part of that change, then you need to change yourself and open yourself up and say, let this beautiful change, I accept it, I embrace it, and I will be a part of it. Because it's, 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 it's going to change no matter what. And the more you resist, the more you actually going to go into the shell and into negativity and all that. Hold on. Um, and what's actually going to be the big thing? I think it's us. I think it all comes back to us. I'm, I'm, I get into the spiritual side thinking because the more techy and nerdy I am over the years and decades I've been doing this, the more I realize the answer has always been us. It's not in a, an IP packet and all that stuff in the internet. It's 
it's always us. Er norske ledere forberedt på den omstillingen som sker nu? Nu er jo oljeprisen på vei ned, og det var den største eksportvaren til Norge. Kommer vi til å klare oss? In my, so I spend, if I'm not in front of the cameras or on stage speaking, I'm working in, in rooms with CEOs and their leader groups. What I am seeing across the board, and I have to filter so I don't get anybody say too much, they all have been spoiled by the last 20 years of the oil money. The oil money has been spread throughout the economy, and a lot of leaders have moved up in ranking in the last 20 years, and they go, look what I've accomplished, look at all these things. But that's because there was so much money in the market, there was so much money, everybody was spending money on projects that, they said, this is an important project, but it really wasn't that important, it wasn't that efficient. And now that the money's cut off, the, the last 20 years has been like taking a shotgun and putting it into a fish barrel. Of course you get to hit something. It's not like that anymore. And the meetings I'm having today, the leaders is going, help us. We, we only have 18 months or two years worth of money. I don't know how to innovate. And they say it, don't, they don't say, I don't know how to innovate. They just go, my strategy doesn't work. The last 20 years of the way I've been as a leader, um, it's not working. Um, what's going on? Well, because anybody could have been a leader in good times. A, tr- a leader leads in bad times. Anybody can lead in good times. So what I see is many many companies size from 50 all the way up to several hundred when i sit down with them their leader groups are struggling because they thought the last 20 years defined them it's the next 20 months that are actually going to define them and their company vad kan norska ledare göra för att hänga med då kan de hålla sig uppdaterat eller vara nyfikna eller har du någon konkreta tips yeah number one, get comfortable with being uncomfortable that's number one. I'm being serious on that one. Um, these comfortable days of uh, are coming to an end. Number two is to be the best leader, you have to look at you in the mirror. Go for a walk in Marke or take off your skis when you go for a ski up in wherever you ski or while you're on the ski and think about who am I. You now have to take care of people, right? We have to take care of each other. It's really hard to do that today when a lot of companies are thinking we have to let go of people. A lot of people, a lot of companies have, a lot of people don't have experience in letting people. How, who are you? This is such a, it's such a powerful thing because to be, for us, for Norway to be out of the problems or to avoid the problems that it has, that the rest of the world has, and we can't avoid. We're in a great situation that things in the economy are not that bad here. So we could avoid it by taking care of each other. Technology is a tool, but we need some great leaders who are able to take Norway, right? The biggest challenge Norway has is, Give me, I challenge people to say, give me a, a Norwegian role model. Who's a role model in Norway, right? There aren't many role models in Norway. One thing is a person should say, I aspire to be a role model for not only young people, but for other leaders. No one's taking that role. That's interesting. Every country has a couple of role models. I'm not talking about stars or uh, athletes. I'm talking about a person that the kids says, I want to grow up and be that person. You don't have that in Norway. That tells you something. So that's what we need to do. We need to have leaders who step up and say, I want to be that guy or I want to be that girl. And then we need to have young people who are in school, university, and saying, I want to be that person. Then we're on a nice trajectory of, of successful Norway. What are your Well, as a married man, I immediately go, my wife. <laughs> um, wow, my role model. Yeah, so I use um, YouTube a lot to get my inspirations. And so do I have a role model? No, but I use um, motivational speakers, speakers from all over the world, from different uh, areas, different experts to change my paradigm, to change my way of thinking. 
So my role model is not YouTube, but it's the individuals that I find who constantly make me uncomfortable, who constantly change my reality of one plus one does not equal two right now. I love those people. So those are my role. My role model changes you all the time. My role model is my wife. I love her to death. But it's because she's Norwegian, I'm not. And she constantly reminds me of reality, right? So I'm from New York and she's from Oslo. She constantly changes my paradigm because <laughs> I'm a little bit too much to the left and she's a little bit too much to the right. And it makes it really good. So one of my keys is I'm always looking for a role model. When I talk to somebody, um, a CEO, a stranger in the street, in that moment, I am indirectly saying, can you be my role model during this conversation? And, but that's, I'm just wired that way. We all can get inspiration from someone. But a lot of people do when they have a conversation, they go, I'm going to try to impress you during this conversation. Nay, nay. How much can I love you in this conversation? How much can you love me back? Boom. Now, there we go. It's a different perspective on the same thing. Thomas Angelero. Tusen hjärtligt tack för att du ställt upp i podcasten vår. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oslo Business Forum sin podcast hörer du ukentligt. Tema är er framtidens teknologi och ledelse. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.